Hello, this is Tom Stever with Soil Smart, a podcast from the Soil Health Partnership. In our podcasts, we're talking soil health, why it matters, the ag practices that foster it, and the farmers who live it. Today, we're talking to Greg Thorin, who farms in Joe Davies County in the northwestern corner of Illinois, about the practices that keep his farm sustainable. We farm about 2,200 acres of rolling ground. Uh, some of our slopes are anywhere from 5 to 25% infield slopes that we do farm. And because of that, we're implementing cover crops with our no-till practices to eliminate soil erosion to start with, and then all the other benefits that follow with no-till in, in cover crops. Tell us about your farm. As far as our farm, we're, we're fairly diverse. I've been farming since I've been out of high school. My wife and I have been. She grew up on a farm also. We farm in the same area that we, we grew up and went to school in in Stockton here. We transitioned into a 100% no-till farming operation because of the uh, erosion aspects. We have some rather thin soils on a lot of our fields, so we want to retain moisture also while eliminating erosion. And we started cover cropping here in 2012. Previously, we've done some, but nothing to the extent we have. After the drought of 2012, uh, we had an excellent time frame to get cover crops in earlier after the early harvest. And basically, we've just been adding to that ever since. How big an issue is erosion in your area? In Joe Davis County, our topography changes quite a bit from the northeast part of the county to the balance of the county. Erosion is a very large factor, a lot of waterways, a lot of conservation practices that have gone in place in our county. By no means we're flat and black. We have a lot of our fields, like I had mentioned, are uh, 5 to 25 percent slopes, uh, infield slopes, uh, a lot of highly rotable ground. And if you have hills, everything's going to run downhill. So erosion is a major concern. So how does promoting and maintaining good soil health prevent erosion, Greg? My personal opinion is if we can no-till and use cover crops, that is a great example of how to prevent erosion. It's time proven. And then there are so many other benefits with the no-till cover crop scenario of soil health, water infiltration, building organic matter. There are just so many different aspects. There's hundreds of things that are beneath just trying to prevent the erosion aspects of what we're doing in our fields that benefit us in so many different ways. You mentioned cover crops, Greg. How has that helped on your farm? We've seen our soil health, water infiltration, quality of soil increase the five years that we've been doing this. We are doing extensive testing through the Soil Health Partnership, and we've got several other plots and programs that we do with other groups also. Cover crops are something that are pretty easy to establish, pretty easy to understand, but there is so many positive benefits from cover crops. It's really hard to explain without an amount of time, you might say. I talk to some producers who say cover crops are a constant learning process that they have to go through, and yet you say easy to understand. In what way and how have they worked out for you? Don't get me wrong, there are challenges, but as farmers, we like to grow green things. That's how we make our money. 
That's how we, we produce feed for our livestock. We have cash crops, we have livestock, specialty crops even. With cover crops, basically all you're doing is keeping that land greener throughout the year. And that's my main goal is to get something established either before harvest, after harvest, and having that ground with a living plant in it till we put another crop in the ground for spring planting. With as big an issue as you say erosion is in your area in Joe Davis County, tell me what you do to maintain your waterways, your terraces, your tiles. Generally, what I found easiest in, in our local uh, NRCS is it's been amazed how my waterways stay established. Uh, without tillage, some of these fields have been no-tilled, oh heavens, close to 15, 18 years, some longer even, some not that long, but or longer-term no-till fields that we have not done tillage yet. They're just amazed how the waterways stay as far as the sides of the waterway. There's not erosion on them because of tillage and how they do not fill up. The 10-year waterways are almost in perfect shape, you might say. I attribute that back to prior no-tilling is you're, you're not disturbing the soil. You're not moving the soil so the soil doesn't move. What was your motivation to become involved with the Soil Health Partnership? I'd heard a program about them, about that organization, and it just intrigued me because they basically wanted to collect data. In my perspective, is they wanted to collect data to prove that no-till cover crop or various different aspects of farming will improve soil health, and there is a, a monetary benefit for making this change, you might say. That is the reason that, I, that intrigued me the most. I'm doing the process anyway, but to have another set of eyes and more people to talk to, more ears to listen to, it would just enhance my operation. Monetary benefit. You say, Would that be the data that you're getting from this? The data, yeah, the data. And there again, maybe in five, ten years, they won't see a big change, but I, I think they will. I think they'll see a, a huge change in their data. They've been seeing some short-term changes, trends. Just my own personal plot that I have with them, it'll be interesting to see how this works out. I've Not anything that's preconceived, but I'm I'm almost sure from what I've done in the past that we will see differences in my change in my particular fields and my plots here. You were part of the Soil Health Summit. What did you think of that program this year? I thought it was a very good program. Um, attended last year's meeting in Chicago. This year, there was a lot more conversation between producers and, and collaborators, possibly even speakers, the different speakers. A lot of information went back and forth. I thought it was an excellent program. I, I hope they continue this. I know they're going to have some changes in their format possibly coming up, but every producer I talked to was very favorable of the meeting that we, we had and, and hope that they will continue. So some one-on-one -on -one time you were able to get with some of the uh, speakers and collaborators. Definitely, definitely. And, and that, that's worth a lot. And actually invited one of the speakers that works for McDonald's that lives in the Chicago land area, invited his his family out to my farm uh, for a summer meeting when things are green and warm. And uh, they come out to the Galena area quite a bit, uh, or once in a while for tourism, and uh, we're right on the way. So I, I'm sure hopefully we'll make contacts and actually bring him to my farm and show him what we're doing and working along with them for sustainability 
which means something different to them than it does the farmer, but it's all in the same working group. It sounds like you're not only getting data, not only getting information, but you're making personal contacts in this. Yes, and that's the interesting part of it. We have also have a, uh, another cover crop plot that we've done for five years here. We're starting our fifth year, I guess, and we're doing extensive research on 11 to 13 different cover crops. That's actually through an Illinois Farm Bureau-funded program, uh, a state-funded program, and we're releasing data back to them because of that. And it's just tremendous amount of contacts and people you can share information with and, and receive information from. Thanks for joining us for Soil Smart. To find more podcasts and information from the Soil Health Partnership, go to soilhealthpartnership.org or subscribe through iTunes or Google Play.